Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from millions who suffer. You don't want to get help because you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell people the dark stuff that you've went through. That stigmatism of you can't talk to people it is so true. Post-traumatic stress is not a disorder. It's an injury that can be healed quickly so that those who suffer get back to thriving in their families, communities, and mission. And I said, I yeah. don't want to, I, I can't, I don't want to live this trauma again. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. And I said, yeah. what? The experts, they forgot to tell me I can heal. I didn't know that I can get rid of PTSD. Each week, we tell a skeptical world what is possible with stories of those who have successfully cured their trauma. I just remember being able to stand by the water and look up at the sky and hear the noises, and I didn't think they were gunshots. I was like, those are Disney fireworks. I don't even know what to imagine for myself now, my future, because I have one. This is Life After PTSD. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Life After PTSD. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, hosting in Orlando, Florida. Locked down Orlando, Florida with my cohort, Carrie Russo, on the locked down Zoom line. How's it going, Carrie? It is going, oh, locked down. It's going yeah. locked down. That's, we need to make a song about that. But locked down as well with us uh, at a distance is uh, Kim Krawcheck, our old buddy, old friend. How's it going, Kim? I'm doing okay. I'm staying inside. <laughs> staying inside. So, Kim, you know, obviously, Carrie and I work with clients and people and, and do all sorts of things. And so our schedules and stuff vary, but you're still teaching. Okay. And we want to talk about some of that today. And, you know, here, I don't know when this show will release, probably in the next week or so, but we're talking April 7th today, Tuesday, and uh, still teaching the kids at Douglas High School. And I wanted to talk with you today because. Um, last week on our town hall with with Mayor Scott Brooke, where we were um, Mental Wellness Network Alliance addressing just mental wellness and ending the stigma of getting uh, emotional help and well uh, mental health in, in various communities, um, you chimed in and you were just talking about, uh, you made a statement that just, just shook me profoundly. And it was the statement about how for another year, yet another year, the kids that you work with at Douglas High School are facing a, um, let's say, an unconventional end and really a non-end in, in some ways to their to their school year. And uh, I just I got thinking about that. And I said, you know, we need to probe into that further, because I think that uh, as we talk on the show, oftentimes about the many faces of PTSD, we often um, overlook that there are you know, there there's a lot of faces and there's a lot of faces of this trauma right now with COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, uh, you know, unforgotten things. Of course, we, we want to honor, you know, the greatest losses of this or certainly the, the lives lost, you know, as a result. But yet another year of kids who you love and, and are your world, you know, losing a piece of call it their innocence and call it their childhood or whatever. And so I thought we would just start out there and just, you know, let you share your perspective on what you're seeing and how those kids are doing and, you know, what the morale is right now at, at the school at Douglas. Um, there's a lot of frustration. The kids are, they're internalizing a lot of this, right? Like, what did I do wrong? What, why is this happening to me? You know, I, I never had a, a normal year of, of high school, especially for the juniors, Right. Uh, the seniors just feel they're devastated. They're absolutely mm -hmm. devastated because they they had their sophomore year ended. I mean, in the worst way possible. And then now their senior year, the, the things that they looked forward to that were going to basically make their high school experience at this point. Right. And and hopefully heal some of that damage that happened in 18. Um, and that's been ripped away from them now, too. Right. So, so yeah, they were looking forward towards 2020 as being like, Hey, let's, let's end on a good note. Is that what you're kind of you know, implying? And then, yeah, just completely. Yeah. 
And at this point, I mean, I, I don't know. I can only speak for where we are in, in our you know counties here up in central Florida. But has a decision been made yet on the school? Has the school year officially gone online for the remainder of the year? Yeah. Yeah, it has. Okay. Yeah. yeah oh, so. you're officially for the remainder of the year? Because here, I guess our school is only told the I mean, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like it's through the 30th right now of April, but they haven't made any yeah. kind of uh, formal yeah. decision. It's interesting. My my daughter, who's in ninth grade, um, said to me yesterday, she said, oh, some school, you know, was supposed to have their prom today, you know, like this past weekend. And she was talking about all the different, you know, graduations and sports. And I mean, there's just so many things that they're not getting, you know, music or um, one of our good friends was uh, starring in a play. Right. And they didn't get to do that. I mean, there's just so many, so many losses. Mm -hmm. And I think when you've been trauma, not just tra any, any kind of trauma or disappointing event, you kind of do live to, well, when this, this is, this thing is going to be good. And yeah, I graduated from high school. It's supposed to be really exciting and fun and you're with your friends. And, and, um, you know, my daughter was also saying they, they were kind of joking when they left for spring break, because it was possibly going to be, um, you know, extra spring break. And they were like, Oh, joking. Like, Oh, well, maybe we'll never see you again. Yeah. And now wait, we're not going back to school. Yeah. And mine had a normal high school. So I can't imagine, um, were you guys about to get spring break when this happened? Were you guys at that? I'm not sure where you guys. Right. So our spring break would have started the week after, right? Okay. So the, the 20th. Okay. Right. So, so we, they called it off at like literally five o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, the 13th, as soon as the Miami Dade uh, superintendent came out, I knew I actually stayed at school that day because I knew in my heart that I was going to have to take home my laptop and some of my other things, because that was probably the last time I was going to be in that class. I'm a math teacher, right? Like I, when these guys are talking about some of the models or some of the things that they're looking at, as far as numbers, um, the, the unfortunate part, is that I get it, right? Like I'm one of the people that understand exactly what they're they're talking about when they when it, they speak to carrying capacities, right? Yeah. And so I, yeah, I I stayed. I grabbed all of my stuff to make sure that I could get ready to go online because I, I mean I I knew it was coming. So that's that's March thirteenth. That's Friday the thirteenth that that goes down. Right. That's yeah. Yeah, and not Most to get. Most kids last week was Friday the thirteenth, yeah. and that's not a, a happy thing. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't trying to imply any kind of superstition on that one. It was just ironic, <laughs> but but I do I do want to just speak to you, Kim, because you know we always like to check in on you and you know just love. Uh, first of all, love you as a teacher, certainly as a person, and love your story and you know the dedication that you have and what you've gone through. You know, in the aftermath of the shooting at Douglas and everything. But I'm just curious, what were you feeling on that day, aside from you know anticipation of that decision coming? You know, the kids are feeling something. They're looking at, at their school year uh, being lost and, and some great disappointment. But I know that you feel those things deeply. So can we check in on you and just, you know, how did that rock you on that day and, and since? Um, on that day through that weekend, uh, I was pretty devastated, right? It, it, keeping up with those kids and especially like you, you guys didn't, I don't have a picture of my classroom, but like I have, you know, comfort corners and we keep like candy around and stuff for when somebody's having a bad day. And, and we spend a lot of time trying to talk about the future, right. Which, which now is uncertain for these guys. So yeah. not that they won't have a future, but just, I think the uncertainty of it, right. Um, I'm, I'm coming more to terms with things. And the more that I communicate with the kids, 
um, I'm doing a little bit better, right? I, I keep up on, on my own therapy, my own, you know, making sure that I check in with somebody to, to kind of clear my head. Um, and then, you know, I've done blended classrooms before, but the teaching like this is so, is so different, right? And, and I did a Zoom with my, my, my freshmen, right? So these are not kids that were on campus, but I did a Zoom with the younger kids. And they were, they couldn't focus on any math. They were like, we miss you. We miss you. Tell us a joke. <laughs> yeah, like, yell at somebody. <laughs> Kim, I, was gonna, I, I get it. I was going to ask you, you know, look, obviously you you, as a teacher, you're up in front of a, of a classroom in normal circumstances full time. And I understand as somebody who, you know, doesn't do that full time, but I speak in front of marriage groups, Carrie does training, we do training together and everything. We're up in front of groups and we understand that there is a, a special dynamic about like real life interaction that exists there. And, you know, no I, I know that there are teachers that do like virtual school and they've been doing that model for a long time, you know, but I think for the average teacher out there, you know, this is rocking your model. Your model is is to have face to face interaction, and I I, I know I, I know because my mom was a teacher that there are days where you just you know all right I need Friday to come you know sooner than later. But I recharge, and in my heart of hearts, right, I want to be back with my kids. And there is a there's a certain degree of reciprocity that I think exists uh, with teacher with teachers who are dedicated, you know, with that are doing this for the right reasons, and their students and everything, and. Look, I mean, technology is wonderful. It offers us some semblance of of connection, something that, you know, if this had happened 25 years ago, this would have been a non-starter. I mean, there would have been, I don't know what we'd have done at that point, but I know it's not the same. And I'm just curious what, you know, you and, and certainly your, your colleagues are, are feeling right now as you've had to transition really with no warning, you know, from this model that you were you know, that, that you signed up for essentially to this thing over here, which is a, uh, you know, at best, um, a, a very dim carbon copy of, you know, of your normal world. Uh, how are you guys processing with that, with that transition? Um, there's a lot of frustration, right? There's a lot yeah. of, um, w the good news is everybody's pitching it to help each other, right? The, the bad news is most of our, especially when you get to the high school level, it's not just about delivering material anymore, right? It is about the connections that you're making with those kids. So it, sometimes the, the reason that they're there to learn is because of the person who's standing in the front of the room, yeah, right? Yeah. And it, and it, it's that communicate, yeah, it's that exchange that really gets those kids thinking and doing and, and learning and growing. And, it, and now that we've separated that, it's tough. Like it's, it's really tough. You know, How are you yeah, speaking on a daily basis? Like, what? Like, are you seeing them on? Do you guys use? I mean, like, my kids are using Google Hangouts to meet with their teachers. Um, what are what are you what are you guys using something or what are you guys doing? So we um, we've been using I've been using Zoom. It just it works for me. Uh, I just make sure that it's password protected, so it's you know I don't have people going in and out like other people have issues. Um, Wait, Carrie and I can't come crash your math class? Is that what you're saying right there? Come on. I'll Kim, send you an invite. Kim, I might actually do my homework if you were the teacher. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. All right, somebody come on. Did bash, somebody did um, crash my daughter's class, and one of the kids gave another kid, like, the username and password, and they had some other kid just kept coming in and out. And he was going really fast, and she's like, who? Boot him, boot him, boot him. All right, so yeah. anyway, you're on Zoom. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just having no, some fun with okay. it. okay. And then there's... Uh, I think it's called Meet. I think that's a that's a Google product, right? So and uh, so a Google Teams. That's it. 
And so some of the teachers have been using that. So we have different platforms that we're using and, and uh, across the school district, we have something called Canvas, which is okay. like a black, yeah, which is like a blackboard model. So yeah. you can set up like little modules and do discussion boards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, actually, hey, your students are, they're getting ready to graduate, right? That you were with that day? Cause you were with no. sophomores. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, I have, so I have, Four young ladies that would be graduating this year. One of them is in North Carolina. She actually finished at the half, so she finished her school year. She had she did early, yeah, early graduation. The other three that are still at Douglas, they yeah, they're they're gonna have a a lousy ending to their right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you had different age kids, different age grade kids when you were two years. Mm-hmm. I mean. Right, because the, the math classes are blended. Mm-hmm. They're not, yeah, they don't go by age group. They go by discipline right. or what, what you're ready to learn, yeah. Kim, tell me, tell me if we could, just because we want to, you know, we've spent so much time, not us on the, on the show here, I'm talking just society in general, really honoring, like I'll give you an example. Last night, my, my kids go outside. I was, um, I, I actually was out on a bike ride and I come home and it's like 7.55 and my wife's like, hey, we got to go outside. I'm going, why do we have to go outside? I'm like, is there like a rocket going off or whatever? And this is central Florida, so you can see those things. And she says, no, like apparently like all of planet Earth is going outside at eight o'clock and they're like shooting selfies of themselves, like clapping or something for first responders and nurses, which I'm like, whatever, I'll get out there, and, you know. So, you know, I'm out by I the sidewalk. It. Just, yeah, I'm out there. Well, you missed me just out randomly clapping, Carrie. It was quite a scene, but you know, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, but, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I mean, absolutely. Uh, we're heartbroken for, um, you know, I have lots of friends, even some family that work in medical professions and they're on the front lines of, of some of that mess and literally, you know, and, and, and going off and, you know, risking potential exposure every single day as they work only to come home back to their families. And there's a lot of fear around that. I get that. But I, I look at you guys, I look at teachers and, you know, I, I, you know, to me, teachers, first responders and medical and like grocery employees right now, those are my real heroes, right? Those are the ones getting life done, you know, for all of us. If, uh, if we didn't have those that we'd really be at a standstill, wouldn't we? And, and probably even more lives would be lost in, in some ways or another. Um, how, if you would let, let the audience know uh, just some ways that, they can maybe be an encouragement to their teachers, whether that's just being more understanding as parents and recognizing that, you know, hey, your kid's teacher may be in a complete predicament right now in terms of their setup and tech and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just if you would just speak to that for, for a second so our audience understands what it is that you guys are are really facing. Speak for you and your colleagues, please. Oh, OK, so I can tell you, like, from my own personal experience, yeah. like uh, if the parents need to reach out to the teachers if there's anything that they need, right? Anything at all. We're there. We're, tr- we're putting all these resources together. We know. We know the kids that have 504s. We know the kids that have IEPs. We, we know the things that work with your, with your kids. So, you know, let us know what we can do. One of the things that I'm having an issue with is, is connectivity, you know, emailing the parents to try and, and, you know, because I haven't seen their child online or I haven't had any response from them because they, they think that there's, you know, nothing to do. They're at home, right? So they're just going to be done with their school year and that's not the case. And we don't want those kids to end up with bad grades. We don't want those kids to stop learning, right? We want them to be active and, and thinking and, and doing whatever they possibly can, um, maybe even more so at this time than than before, because they need to be occupied. They need to feel productive and busy in, in order to, to 
keep away from, you know, some of that sadness or, or depression that's going to set in from, from being away from your friends for such a long time. So if, um, if I would ask anything of the parents, you know, it, being understanding, right? Um, some of the stuff on Twitter about teachers aren't doing anything. Boy, I wish I was getting paid to stay at home and, and do nothing all day. I would, I would love to know what that's like, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I told you guys, I'm going from a meeting to another meeting. You guys are my lunch break, right? Like, so, so I would love to, to know where that is coming from. But, uh, you know, just if, they, if they're understanding and they, they reach out, right? Connect with your teacher. Hey, if it's any yeah. validation, we, we know and we know that we don't know, right, the hard work that you guys are doing and, you know, just making things happen. And I, uh, yeah, I, I would encourage any of our listeners that are, that are interacting with, with uh, you know, with their kids' teachers, their kids have teachers and everything, just please, for crying out loud, like this is, you know, one of those times. Um, Kim, because you didn't sign up for this, right? That, not this arrangement, not this way. <laughs> No doubt. And yet still you're taking, part of a club yeah. that you did not. I mean, the first club, of course, the shooting. And then, well, we're all part of this club. But yeah. but but I will say teachers, therapists, I'm going to put myself in this too. Yeah. therapists, first responders, other medical people. Um, but, but there is something about teachers and therapists because we're all at home, too, and we're doing our job. I'm kind of like you, like this is my lunch break. Like I have a clients all day. And it's hard to do it like this, right? It's not as easy. And you and and people posting on Facebook saying, um, yeah, gee, if you if you don't get in shape and do this, that, and the other, then it's not about the time you didn't have. And I'm thinking, what are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I have way less time now than I had when I was going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I texted someone today and I said, I think my family needs to miss me again soon because it's not, it's it's not good some days, right? <laughs> like, Right. Uh, but, but also, you know, I would say, you know, there's just like teachers, therapists, doctors, all of them. There's most of them are good, but there's some that aren't doing their jobs. Right. But I would say this day and age, most of the teachers are really trying to do their job. And if they're not, maybe they're suffering and struggling too, you know, right. and the isolation and the, you know, so even then, if you think your teacher's not doing the job, pick up the phone, you know, email them, check on them because you're human too, you know, and everything we're, we're all, we're all in this together for once is the first time the, the, the history of our lifetime, the whole world has been, you know, the joke is sent to their rooms at the same time. Right. But, um, but yeah, we're all struggling on different levels, you know, and, and that's okay. But yeah, check out, check in with your teachers, pick up the phone, call them. You know, people, people like Jeff, who just like to sit at home and podcast. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that. I said, you know, like Kim, I'm furloughed right now from the marriage work that I do, even though like with yes. Carrie, we've, we've created some arrangements that I'm still doing a lot of that in, in some degree, but that's the main source of income. And I look at this and I go for being furloughed. I don't think I've ever been so busy in my entire life. I've been doing so many other jobs and other things that, you know, my wife's over here going, she's like, Hey, we're still here. Can we spend time, you know, like you with the kids. So it's, it's just, it's crazy. I don't, I think that's such a misnomer that you at home. I, I, I don't mind it, right? I don't mind doing this stuff at home. I'm used to that anyway. But uh, yeah, I think, I think so many people are, but it's, but you know, it's different. People think, you know, different. I heard someone say, um, oh, well, it's not like you can say that you have a meeting to go to and get off the phone. And I was like, um, well, I can, yeah, <laughs> like, I really do, right? Yeah. It's just interesting that the different dynamics on social media and what yeah. people are thinking. All right. Well guys, this is a great place to take a break. And uh, why don't we reset some things? We'll come back even stronger. You are listening to life after PTSD. 
Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing, but what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. So here we are back with Life After PTSD. This is Jeff McLaughlin hosting here in Orlando with Carrie Russo. And we've got our buddy Kim Krawcheck on the phone. We just love Kim and um, just an amazing, amazing teacher down at Douglas High School. And we're going to continue that discussion on what our teachers uh, are facing right now in the midst of this COVID-19 lockdown and how their world is being rocked. So guys, let's jump back in. I want to change gears for a second, Kim, and ask you the question because I, you're you're always just a you're you're such a you're such a good observer, and and I think you get introspective a lot of times on some things. What are some good things right now that you're seeing? You know, aside from all the mess, and we know that there's mess. We can all claim that you know in every in different facets. But what are some of the good things, uh, the silver linings that you're seeing right now, like maybe with your kids or maybe in this process that uh, that we otherwise maybe wouldn't have thought about. I think that one of the biggest things that I'm seeing with particularly with my students is that I don't think they knew how capable they were of, of learning and understanding like as an active learner instead of a passive learner. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And now because they have to actively participate in, in their learning, they have to go in and, and read those books and look for that knowledge and do some of this physical research that they kind of let the teachers do and disseminate before. I think that that's one of the best things that's coming out of this, right? Absolutely. It's like a hands-on learning. It's becoming hands-on, like real, you know, yeah. Which is funny because it's at home. It's ironic to think it's at home, but it's more hands-on. But it's interesting. One of the things that- Well, hang on, Carrie. As a homeschooling family, okay, we can tell you that that's- that's exactly what we do at home. And it's, right, I, but, I'm loving. No, no, of course. Know. Well, we, we homeschool too for a yeah. long time and I love it, yeah. but I'm saying, but they're not, but you're homeschooling with the teacher there with you yeah. is, you know, that's a difference, yeah, right? True, true. Um, but what's interesting in our house is my kids actually want to go back to school and see their teachers. <laughs> they didn't love all of them, but now they're suddenly like, you know what? Those teachers look a whole lot better than you mom right now. You know, and I appreciate that. The other thing I really appreciate about one of my children's math teachers is they're teaching a lesson and then they're like, look, if you don't get it, you can have as many times as you want to redo your homework, which is so brilliant anyway, because gee, what's the goal in it is to learn it, right? So if they have to do it again, okay, so now they learn it, you know? And and so my, my daughter's so motivated, like she's like, oh, I'm going to get an A. And in fact, I think she's like a 99 in her, in her math class. And she's so excited about it. So, um, so that's been a nice thing at our house, but what other positives, I mean, are you seeing, are you having more one-on-one with any of the students at all or? Well, I want to, um, I want to kind of touch on what you just said first and then I'll, I'll go back to the other. Uh, so isn't that interesting that we're actually finding out that the learning is more valuable than the testing? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so that's going to be an interesting transition on this, that it isn't about what necessarily the score on a sheet of paper, it how much information you walk away with, 
that mm-hmm. ma- is going to make you who you are, right? And that's going to be one of the biggest things that um, that's going to be one of the biggest things that that's going to be a takeaway from this is maybe they're gonna, we're going to start looking at education differently. We should have in the first place. It shouldn't have taken this to to create. You know what I mean? For us to take a step back and realize that we probably weren't teaching a lot of these kids at level, right? Or in, in proper ways, but. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a big thing. And I, I have um, connected with some of my kids one-on-one because that's, I'll be completely honest with you, the seniors, I gave them my phone number. I said, you guys, if it's 2.30 in the morning and you can't sleep and you're having a hard time, like, uh, and this is the, the, the kids that I teach, not just the kids that you guys know that I have constant contact with um, from 12.57. And my, my freshmen, I told them the same thing. I said, you know what? you're going to be doing a math problem or you're going to be looking at something for, you know, like reading or whatever. And you're going to have, be having a hard time and you're not going to know why. Just hop on a Zoom, right? I said, go ahead and email me. I'll hop on a Zoom with you and we can talk it out. And it doesn't matter. I'm not really great at science. But like I, everything else, even if we just talk through it, they get to see like a different, um, a different, perspective or somebody to talk through it with besides, you know, their parents were also stressed and rushed and trying to get a lot done. Right. So. That's awesome, Kim. Yeah. So we've done one-on-one learning, but there's been like one-on-one, like, are you okay? Like little check-ins too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And you know, maybe, maybe that's one of the things we'll learn from this just to check in on people more, you know, just just assume just because we see them every day or, that they're okay, you know. I think you do a good job of that anyway, but just checking in on people more in general. Yeah, and right. let's 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 do this. Let's um as we kind of close out the episode here, Kim and I ask one more question, and that would be what do you what do you hope comes out of all of this mess when the dust settles and uh we all take off our bubble suits and reemerge from our caves? Um what do you hope kind of emerges for for you, for your students? you know, for, for the world, if you want to even go that far, just curious. Um, I want, well, my, my biggest thing in, in all honesty is I want everybody to understand that the, the level that the kids have to be taught at some of the material, the, the learning is more important than the testing. It's about who you are, not always what you can do. Right. Um, you're, you're still actively growing and, and, and the kids need to internalize that for themselves. They need to understand how important it is for them to be a, a better person. But I also equally, and I don't want to be like, oh, respect for the teachers. But I will tell you that the teachers really pulled out all the stops on this. I've seen very few to almost zero support from districts, right? As a matter of fact, even pushback on some of the things because you know, they, they don't agree with what their teachers are doing or how they're handling some of the things, but they're not on the front lines. They're not, they're not in there doing any of this. Right. And and so, you know, it's, it isn't about, you know, necessarily the, the brick and mortar. It's not an, it's not necessarily about the establishment, you know, as far as the districts and things like that, it really is. It comes down to who is in front of your child in that classroom. And it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. Are there? I, I meant to ask this earlier, um, so I said well, this. This is a bonus question right here. Okay, if I could, um, Kim, are there any kids that are you know now that learning is online? Um, I think it would be easy to assume that all of these kids are set up and have access to internet. 
And uh, I have no doubt that there are some that do not, um, certainly in other schools, but perhaps in yours as well. Uh, are you aware of that issue? And if you are, do we know of any resources out there we can encourage the listeners to where, you know, maybe there's crowdfunding or some kind of uh, uh, charitable, charitable support for people who need to get access like this so we can get these students equipped? Do we know anything about that? Or do you know of that being a problem in your school? So I'm not sure exactly. I know the district worked out an agreement with Comcast. And if you were on free and reduced lunch, you get um, the Comcast for almost almost free. I think it's a nominal fee, like $10 or $15 a month. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. And, and I know that they did, they did the laptop distribution, but I will, I will say like, look at what's happening with in Michigan shut down their schools, right? Like mm-hmm. Detroit Republic had to, had to, had to shut down completely. Those kids are getting no interaction because they, those, I mean, you're, you're, my school is 25% free and reduced lunch. You're talking about public schools that have what 70% of their kids are probably on free lunch. There's no accessibility to any kind of online learning. They don't have internet at home or maybe there's one computer, right? And the whole family has to share it. And if dad's not working, then the lights don't stay on, you know? Well, just the fact that you said 25% Mm. at Douglas High School and knowing, you know, again, being from there, knowing the demographic there, you've got got multi-million dollar homes within a few blocks of that school. Right. And and a lot of wealth. Right. Probably one of the more affluent areas in Broward County, you know, feeds into that area. And then at the same time, you have, you know, sort of the have nots as well. And I think that there's a lesson in that that we we must be careful not to overlook that probably every school out there, whether they're in the nicest area of town or the worst area of town is affected by that in some way or another. And I, I think that could be one of the you know, one of the great triumphs out of something like this, aside from the human connectivity is creating more of that online connectivity and using this. I mean, you know, the internet has this inherent evil. that's a part of it too. If we can just be honest that you can do some evil things using the internet, but at the same time, the potential for connection, like I said earlier on the show, 25 years ago, if this, if the COVID-19 had happened, I'm not sure how you could have salvaged a school year. Like I, I think that the modus operandi would have been, okay, come pick up your, your stack of resources, printed resources or whatever, you know, we're going to give you your book and you figure out the rest of your school year. I don't, I don't know how she would have done something like that. But today, you know, even though it's still not perfect, the ability to, to you know, to maintain online learning and, and do this like never before is just is really, really cool. And so that's, that's a great triumph, I think, of, of that kind of technology. Um, so I think if, uh, if we can expand that and we can make sure that everybody has some degree of connection, we'll have used this, this modern Marvel called the internet to, to really better humanity in some really cool ways. I think it's just my take. No. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Kim, thanks for, thanks for being a part of today. And uh, I know that you've got to run. I, you know, I, you've got what I think bridge and shuffleboard this afternoon since you're not doing anything at home. Right. I think that's how it goes. You know, no, we know that you're crazy. We know that you're busy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for eating lunch with us. I honestly, I wish I could have bought it for you, you know, like, (laughs) but, uh, well, uh, well, just take a rain check on that. And the next time we see you in person, hopefully that's what I was, well, you know, it's funny. I was planning on being down there. Wait, Oh, we, Last week, last, last Wednesday, week. yeah. Planning was uh-huh. not supposed to be there, but yep, not happening today, unfortunately. Yeah, last week. 
Well, hey, give uh, give your kids an online hug for us. Let them let them know that uh, that you're an amazing teacher. And if they don't believe that, I know that they do. But if they don't, they can come see us, and we'll straighten them out on that point right there. And uh, we will uh, we will talk to you soon. For those of you who are listening out there on Life After PTSD, as always, we just ask that you click subscribe, share this episode. I think uh, especially given that um, you know teachers affect so many of our lives, that this is a great one to share and just to offer perspective, perhaps to friends and family in your tribe, your sphere of influence. To, to let others know what teachers like Kim are going through and give them give them an online hug or, or a text of encouragement, whatever it is. You know, I think that's the message if I can just, you know, encourage it out there. And thanks for listening. Thanks for your support as always. And we will catch you later. We're so grateful that you listened to the show today. Now imagine a new normal you get to decide with all its possibilities once you are free of PTSD, because that is what is possible. You're here, which means you're ready. But listening alone will not heal you or those you know who are suffering. Join us on the mission to eradicate PTSD by reaching out to lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or by sharing this message of hope with someone you know.